ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my purpose girls. So is anyone else just needing connection right now? Like you so much are desiring just a girl's night together or cuddling if you're on your own or just some sort of like just deeper connection that you are just not getting at the moment. I am recording this during COVID-19. And so any of you listening to this, when I first publish it, I'm sure you're feeling some of what I am. And even if you're listening to this years later, God knows I've gone through so many times in my life when I just need connection and I need connection, honestly, with other women so badly, in particular when I'm going through something so difficult. And maybe when I also am going through something amazing and just wanting to be celebrated. There's something so fun and fabulous about having women celebrate me. Women say I'm awesome. Women say, you got this girl, we got it. I don't know, it's just different. So today I'm really exploring this connection with women, especially because some experiences recently have shown me just how much the deep connection, even if you're doing it from far away, is so important and is literally, I think, just changing my attitude every moment and changing my life at this moment. And I'm going to share with you. I can't wait. I'm going to share with you about the online baby blessing I had. I'm going to share with you what my online class did for me. I'm going to share with you some of the experiences I'm having and support you in how you can have them now and anytime as well. So get ready for a yummy sisterhood episode. Maybe grab a cup of tea or hot cocoa or a, you know, a blanket. And it's just you and me, girlfriend. We're having our own meaningful sisterhood time this morning. But first, of course, I've got to get to our review of the week. This is a five-star review by Liz. And she says, so much love for this podcast. She says, Karen is such an amazing interviewer and a burst of positivity. Aw, thanks, Liz. The subjects discussed are extremely interesting, encouraging, and full of so much emotion. Could not recommend more. Has become one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Liz, I love you. Whoever you are, wherever you are, just know that you and I are so sisters and girlfriends, and I so appreciate you. Any of you out there, if you want me to read your review, you want to ensure that more women around the world are also getting all of this juiciness, pause for 60 seconds, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave your five-star review. It helps so much. So last weekend, a few of my girlfriends threw me a baby blessing. You might think of a baby shower, right? And when you go to a baby shower, what normally happens, women stand around, they chit-chat about how are your kids, how is your life, how's your job, and then 
get into eating and then maybe a game or two, right? Maybe there's like a fun game. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Some other things that might happen with rice or different kinds of games. And then there's opening gifts and it's lovely and it's beautiful. And I was looking forward to something like that. It would have been so fun, right? I actually loved my wedding shower. I didn't have one when I married Josh, but my first one opening all the gifts, it was so fun. And I love that whole experience. And I remember being a little girl and I would go to other people's wedding showers or baby showers. You know, in Judaism, not a lot of women have baby showers. It's a superstition kind of a thing. But I always thought it seemed fun and I would. And then recently, maybe a couple of years ago, a dear friend of mine told me about a baby blessing that she went to. And she described the women gathering and each invoking and bringing in their ancestors, the mothers, the grandmothers. She shared with me how they each shared a different blessing on the mother, how they created a string, like a circle around the mother and the baby, and they each lit a candle. And it just, she just described this beautiful ceremony and that when the woman went into labor, there was a phone tree, a phone call that went out to everybody. And all of the women relit the candle and made an individual blessing, right? Sent prayer, sent love to the woman, to the hospital, surrounding them energetically, if you would, in giving birth. And this is a couple of years ago. And when she told me this, I was just in tears. And I was like, yeah, that's what I want. In fact, the morning of my wedding to Josh, I did something similar. I didn't know if it had a name and we weren't having a baby. But what I have wanted most in my life, I have so treasured the women friendships that I have. And I'm so blessed. I still have friends from high school. I have still a group of friends from college where we go on a girls weekend every single year. This is the first year in 20 years that we've canceled because of coronavirus. But can you imagine we're 45 years old and we're still getting together every single year, no matter how many kids they each have three or four kids themselves and no matter jobs, no matter what else is going on, we've been doing this. I have girlfriends who were with me when I divorced my first husband the woman who became my closest friend and was the first person who I actually was able to tell that I didn't want to be married to him anymore. And I moved in with her after the marriage and she is the one who helped me find my spirituality and Marianne Williamson and really helped me discover this deeper part of myself that was there, but I had not honored or not listened to or had thought was woo-woo. Another friend then that I moved in with after she ended up, the first friend got married herself. And then the next friend I moved in with after the divorce. And she is my friend who we are each other's biggest cheerleaders. Like, you're the best. No, you're the best. You're going to be a rock star. No, you're going to be a rock star. And we did that. I was, when I got divorced, I was 26. And so at that point, I was probably 27. And we would just spend every day and night talking about our dreams and encouraging each other and telling each other how awesome we are. And then I moved to Cleveland and I made these amazing girlfriends there. And then I moved to Philadelphia to graduate school and made amazing girlfriends there. And it's continued. And then now the last few years of really deepening in joining women's circles and hosting women's circles and all of this. 
in addition to, of course, amazing, beautiful, wonderful family, women. And as I look at all of those women, I feel so incredibly blessed. And so when I thought about my wedding, what I wanted most to support Josh and I in that journey was the women of all different parts of my life gathering. And I thought, and I wanted that because whether I was getting married or not, I would have wanted that. Like I just wanted a deep and meaningful time. And that goes beyond having a glass of wine, which is wonderful and fun. And so what I created before my wedding was that morning I had a women's circle and all the women coming to the wedding gathered. And I asked them each to bring something that was old or new or borrowed or blue or whatever that, yeah, those are the four things, something that they would either give to me or that they would read to me. And oh my goddess, my purpose girls, it was like the two or three most beautiful hours of just shedding tears and shedding tears. Everything from my two aunts bringing me my grandmother's nightgown, my grandmother who's no longer alive, and she had a light blue nightgown that she wore. And I don't even know why my aunts kept this nightgown of all of her clothing, except maybe a premonition that they were going to want it one day. And I still wear it occasionally. I still wear my, in Judaism, we call a grandmother booby. <laughs> I still wear Bobby's nightgown. But it's actually like see-through now and Josh thinks it's sexy and it is. It's like so great. So there were so many examples. My mom made me a whole book of quotes about love and she read them to me. I mean, can you imagine? And so many different examples. My college girlfriends, we have a joke. One of the one of my girlfriends wears this frumpy nightshirt and she's beautiful and we're always like joking, or at least I am about, you know, her frumpy nightshirt. And so she let me borrow it. She's like, this is borrowed, you know, just for a few months. And so I borrowed it and took it on the honeymoon and actually turned it into like sexy lingerie. And my girlfriends are cracking up. I sent them a picture of how I was wearing it. So it was just this wonderful morning. And that was how I wanted to get married. Like, yeah, bachelorette parties are fun. And I had one of those too. And my, but my bachelorette party too was very spiritual and deep. But like, I really wanted this rooting and this deep connection with women. And I now understand why I wanted that and why then I wanted the baby blessing. There's a part of me and a part of all of us that craves a deeper sisterhood. We know from the research, and I've shared on the Purpose Girl podcast before, that women who have close girlfriends live longer. There was a study done of breast cancer survivors, and the women who had other close friends, they lived longer in recovery, they were healthier. And we've seen this in several studies repeated, how important it is to have those close friends. And sometimes what I notice is when I'm in a group of women, we can just start complaining, right? It's like, let's have a glass of wine or let's have a cup of coffee and let's just, you know, complain about husbands or complain about kids or complain. And like, there is a place for that and we need that. Right? We absolutely need that because often it feels like it's unsafe, right? Otherwise to share that our kids are driving us crazy because then we're afraid we're going to be judged as a bad mom or we're afraid to share with too many people something that, we're venting about our husband because we're afraid that we'll sound like a man hater, right? Like there's been a lot of judgment on women that if we're frustrated or angry, we're nasty. And 
if we're sad or crying or weak. And so having girlfriends that you can vent to is so important. I think we all know that. And it's in our bones, it's in our cells to also crave being held by women in this deep way. Now, a reason why we want and crave that safe place to vent and to connect is that in ancient times, if we go back hundreds of years, thousands of years, but really it's not that long ago. I mean, it was really just a hundred years ago, just a couple of generations when for the most part, the men went off to work and the women were home. And so part of what women did during the day was connect. My bubby grandmother played Maj, right? Mahjong almost every single day with her girlfriends. There was a connection time. Or women got together in different play groups with their children, with their toddlers, with their babies. And so it wasn't that long ago that women were each other's connection and social support. And so that is in our blood, in our bones. And then if we go back even further beyond that to when marriages were arranged and women didn't even know them and that they were marrying women, and, and at the time it was men, right? Of course, now I love it. Everyone can marry anyone in this. Yes, 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 yes. But if we go back, women were each other's emotional support. If we go back very far, right, we go back hundreds, thousands of years where men were off to war, the women were each other's everything. Or you go off to when men were off hunting for food, it was the women who cared for the village together. It was the women who cared for each other together. It was why if a woman wasn't able to have breast milk or she wasn't able to breastfeed, there was always another woman there to breastfeed her child. So when we have the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child, that's where it comes from. It was a whole village of women that supported each woman. In fact, when a woman had her period, she didn't have to go and plow the field. She didn't have to go work. Women were in a, a tent together and women would tend to her, would support her. Before obstetricians helped a woman deliver her child in labor, was midwives. And in fact, in many countries, midwives are still the primary deliverer, if that's the word, <laughs> of children, right? Helping a woman birth. Why midwives? Because it was the women who helped each other. And so it is in our DNA, right? If we think about how we evolve, we evolve as humans based on survival and what helped our ancestors survive. So what helped our ancestors survive was having deep, meaningful connection with other women. And so I know personally, I love the fun. I love girls' nights out. I love the dancing. I love all of that. And I want to talk about how to do that during coronavirus or any long distance, because we can do everything from having the fun and having the venting and having the wine party to also having the deep and the meaningful. And I'm finding right now that I need that so much. So when I got pregnant, this friend of mine who had told me about the blessings ceremony said, I want to do one for you. I was like, absolutely. Now, here's the thing. I live in a city without any family. 
My mom splits her time between Michigan and Florida. My sister lives in Chicago. The rest of my family still lives in Michigan. Because I travel a lot, I haven't made a lot of close friends where I live. I have a couple. I have a few. I'm very blessed. But when we were going to do something in person, it was going to be a small gathering of amazing, beautiful women. But not all the women in my life, not the way I would have wanted if I were back in the village hundreds of years ago. Hundreds of years ago, I would have wanted my mom there. I would have wanted my sister there. I would have wanted my aunts there. I would have wanted women who were part of my life journey to help me bring this new life into the world. And so a blessing of this time of COVID-19 is that my blessings, my baby shower blessings ceremony went online. And I actually ended up having 50 women from my mom and my sister to now my sister has this beautiful baby girl and she was there the whole time (laughs) to all the friends I just mentioned, current and past, cousins, aunts, women, most of whom don't live here. And the ceremony or shower was so beautiful. My dear friend Amelia opened it up with first each woman lighting a candle individually and sharing, bringing in the names of her women ancestors, her mother, her grandmothers, her great-grandmothers. And that was how we opened, was bringing in even more women to bless me and my baby boy. Can you imagine bringing in all these souls? So then all of these candles were lit around the world. I mean, can you imagine all these candles lit for me and my baby? And then each woman shared a story, wisdom, a poem. One woman shared with me, one of my dear friends in a different country, who obviously wouldn't have been at an in-person shower, she shared that when her child was two, she went through such a difficult time, she wouldn't sleep, wouldn't sleep, and kept coming into her bed and then was kicking and screaming, and she was so exhausted. And she said to a neighbor one day, Oh my God, I can't even take it anymore. I don't even know what to do. And her neighbor's children were all grown up. And her neighbor said, you know what to do? Cherish it. Oh my God, I'm going to start crying now. And she took that and she said, your your baby is going to grow up so fast that even if she's kicking you in the middle of the night, cherish it. Hold her, love her, enjoy it for right now. And I will never forget that advice because I'm sure I'm going to go through all sorts of things. And I want to remember to come back and cherish it. One of my aunts, who is a boy mom, she has three sons who, of course, are all in their 50s now. But she made up a poem. Roses are red, violets are blue, being I'm a boy mom and so are you. I mean, it was so cute. It was everything from this like deep and spiritual to this beautiful. And in her poem was advice for me about being a boy mom. And woman after woman after woman shared beautiful blessings, deep wisdom, stories that I will take with me always. My cousin, Stacy in Denver, who's one of my best friends, she would not have been here personally, locally. She and her two children were sitting by her side. They read a book to me about a boy and his mother. 
And so it's this depth of connection that I realize I've been craving so much. And I think that's our opportunity when we're going through a tough time or when we're going through the best time is this deeper, more meaningful connection. In fact, there was a research study done where people wore recordings and their conversations were analyzed to see, was this kind of banal talk? It was about the weather. It was just about, hey, what's going on with you? What's going on with you? How's this? How's that? Or was it deeper, meaningful conversation? And the people in the study who had worn the recorders were actually had taken these tests on their overall happiness, life satisfaction, and a number of different measures like that. And what they found is that the people who have more meaningful conversations have higher life satisfaction, feel less lonely, have less depression. And so it's such a reminder that even now, during COVID-19, when we need to be on Zoom, that we can create the kind of conversations that will really fill us. Right, so we can get on Zoom, and I do. With some of my friends, I get on, and I'm like, what's going on with you? What's going on with you? Oh, my God, how's it? Right, and that's great, and it's fun. And then with some, we're going deeper, and we're really getting into, and what are you afraid of right now, sister? And what are you dreaming of? With some of my sisters, we are doing celebrations. I've got a group of sisters that just every other week we are getting online, and we each spend like three or four minutes bragging to each other. And then we celebrate the heck out of each other, right? We are just like, we are going to create, right? We're going to, yeah, it stinks right now, but we're going to create fun. We're going to approve of what's happening. Even though we don't approve of coronavirus, we're going to approve of ourselves. We're going to turn this into a time of celebration and purpose and rocking it out. And so we celebrate each other and literally we're all like clapping and cheering for each other and like, you're the best. And then we dance together. And so there's this opportunity to take it deeper. And what I keep finding is no matter what I go through in life, that is what is saving me. One of the things I do and love doing is I teach a positive psychology certification course for an organization called the Flourishing Center. And it's, really, it's the only non-purpose girl thing that I do because I love it so much. And my class, just two nights ago, organized an online baby blessing for me. One of them reached out to Josh. They had emailed because I had done a one-on-one uh, -on -one kind of call with her before. And she reached out to Josh back in March. April, maybe? I mean, it's so long ago. And said, we want to do this baby blessing for Karen. So before I had publicly even shared online that I had had this baby blessing, they wanted to go to that place with me. They wanted to grant me this deeper, meaningful connection together. And my class happens to be all women and one beautiful, amazing, heart-centered, huh, incredible man. So the class is two hours, and after one hour, I always take a five-minute break. And when I came back from the break, I'm going to start crying. It was just two nights ago. It was so beautiful. On the Zoom screen, they each had made a sign for me. One of them had made a sign of little baby footprints. 
one of them had made a sign of the University of Michigan, my alma mater, Go Blue, logo, and wrote class of 2041 in it, because I guess that's the class my baby would be in. Many of them made hearts and wrote these deep, meaningful, beautiful words on them. One of them made a big sign that said, Mom. I mean, it was so beautiful. Or they had flowers. I mean, they each had something in the window of the Zoom for me. And then Josh runs out of the kitchen with these big party hats, (laughs) one for each of us, and a glass of sparkling fake wine. And the rest of the class, they blessed us. And it opened with a woman, one of my students, who is also a priestess. She's been through priestess training as I have, feminine wisdom training. And she did a goddess blessing with all of us. And bless Phil, my male student, he went right with it. It was so beautiful. And then each one shared a piece of wisdom or a poem or words, whether they were parents or not. And it was that deeper, meaningful connection. Now, it would have been fun if they had just done the signs and we had just had our fake wine and, oh, and they played This Girl is on Fire (laughs) and we all danced because they know that I love to dance. That would have been fun. But they took it a step deeper. And that has filled my heart and filled my soul and made me, baby, and Josh feel so loved, so held. And that's the kind of connection I think is possible right now, whether in person and you're doing it six feet away or it is online. And no matter what you're going through, I was doing some research before this episode. The majority of us have long-distance relationships. And I'm realizing how my long-distance relationships I wasn't seeing other than, let's say, family for holidays or my college girlfriends. We would see each other once a year. Well, now my college girlfriends and I do a Zoom or FaceTime group. I think we've done it three or four times during the coronavirus time. And so I wish that we didn't have all these people dying of coronavirus. I wish that it was different right now. Or if you're listening to this after, whatever it is that you're going through in your life. You know, when I was going through miscarriages, would you believe two of my college girlfriends flew? They left their families. They left their three children, their partners, their lives, their work, and they flew to be with me? Oh, my goddess, I am crying a lot on these Purpose Girls episodes lately. Maybe it's just being pregnant. I don't know, but bear with me, my friends. But this is the deeper thing that I'm talking about, right? Like, there is a place for fun. And one of the things I've been wanting to do, and I actually posted this on Facebook. I just haven't set it up yet, is I've been wanting to have a weekly dance party for baby. That once a week before baby is born, we'll do a big online dance party. So send me a message, like go on Instagram Karen Rockhind or go on Facebook, find me and send me a message if you want to be invited to the weekly dance party for baby before he's born. And that is so fun, right? We all miss dancing together. And I think that's deeper. That's deeper too. That's more meaningful too, because we're letting our bodies out and we're enjoying and we're celebrating and we're supporting. And listen, that doesn't mean we shouldn't get together and cry. I do that with my girlfriends too. You know, I do. One of my girlfriends is holding swamp parties. And what swamping means is you turn on music that evokes a darker, more challenging emotion like fear or grief or anger. And we let it out because right now we are all carrying so much. 
with people around the world dying at these unprecedented rates, with all of the politics and all of the noise. I mean, there is so much that we are frustrated about, angry about, and sad about. And so those are wonderful parties, too, to, like, let it out. And again, it's going deeper. It's letting yourself actually be vulnerable with a group of women. Now, I've shared on here before that I have some old woman wounds. Anyone else have a woman wound? (laughs) Maybe you don't know what that is. I think I just made up the term. A woman wound is that at some point in your life, you've been hurt by women. You were left out. I'm thinking of one of my clients who, when she was 12, no one wanted to eat lunch with her. I could just cry now. I just want to grab her little 12-year-old self and hold her. Or maybe at work, another woman badmouthed you and you didn't get the promotion or women snubbed you because you did get the promotion. Or I know in my first job, I had a woman boss who said to us younger women, you know, I didn't have kids in my career, so you really should think about not having kids. I mean, this is the kind of like painful stuff. Or one of my friends, her woman wound was her mother. And so we can have woman wounds. In fact, I bet if I asked everyone who's listening to this right now, raise your hand if you have a woman wound, I bet we're all raising our hand. And that woman wound is what actually keeps us from going deeper and more vulnerable with each other. It also keeps us from celebrating with each other because I know I have felt this and I've heard this from other women, but if I celebrate, then, you know, I'm making another woman feel bad. Right, like, oh, I don't want to seem like I'm bragging. I know she's going through a hard time. When if we could strip all of that away, of course, that's so loving on the one hand. But on the other, as Marianne Williamson says, our playing small does not serve the world. When my girlfriends celebrate with me, then I am uplifted. And let me give you a great example. Last weekend, I graduated my sixth Empowered class. Now, Empowered is my four-month program. It always starts in January where women go deep and into their desires and who they are, and they clarify, this is who I am, and this is my purpose. And they also go deep into what are the places where I've been stuck in the old stories that have been holding me back for 30, 40, 50 years, and they rise up and get into their feminine, empowered, powerful self. And it's so incredible. I mean, one woman who graduated said, this program just saved my life. Other women, I mean, they're telling me the same kinds of things. I've never had a sisterhood like this. I never would be doing what I'm doing. I mean, three women out of it have already started their purpose businesses just because they were so awakened during this time and so clear and felt so supported by me and the other women. Now, when one woman discovered her purpose and shared with the group, oh my God, I just had my one-on-one because in the group, you every week throughout four months, we have a group call and then every woman gets two one-on-one coaching sessions with me. And when one of the women shared, oh my God, am I one-on-one? I figured it out. I like my purpose. I get it. This is what I'm going to do. All of the other women celebrated her. Yes, you have to do that. That's so amazing. You can do it. I believe in you. How can I help you? And then it started to spark in a couple of the other women. Oh, if she could do it, I can do it. 
And then one of the women who has been out of a job the entire program, she almost dropped out because of it, but she ended up staying because I said to her, what do you want, right? What do you want in a job? What do you want as you go through this job process? Do you want that support? Do you want that deep empowerment? And she ended up staying in the program. In our one-on-one, as she was speaking to me, and I've gotten to know her over a couple months, I'm like, you did just hear yourself, right? Like, you are clearly here to be an executive coach. Like, you're clearly here to help other people. And she'd been doing a particular kind of corporate role before. And she was like, oh, my God, I've had that thought before, but I thought I shouldn't or I could write all the old stories. And would you believe, literally a week later, she got her first paying client. And now at the end of the program, she has two. Now, she needs more than that in order to sustain her life, of course. And so she is still looking for a full-time job, and she will get one and picking up more clients and has started her business, right? And one of the women in the program now feels so empowered in her feminine self, right? This isn't like, just, I'm so powerful, I'm going to take down the world. Like, there's that. But it's like, her feminine power, she's in finance. And she set out her goal and intention as an empowered woman was to be a CFO. And she, for the last month of the program, has been interviewing and had her final interview a day or two ago with the CEO of the company about being the CFO. And she said, I brought my full feminine self. And now that they've all graduated, their graduation ceremony, which of course was online, I mean, the amount of love and tears and support and each woman acknowledged in each other, here's what I've seen in you. I've seen you grow in this way and I've seen you move from being kind of stuck and tight to being expansive and flowy and goddessy all the way to I've seen you go for your dreams. I mean, each woman. Can you imagine being acknowledged that way by 10 or 15 other women? That's what I mean about the deeper connection and how it supports you. That when you have that safe space, right? And that's my job is to create the safe space for these women. I call it a container for them to know that they're safe and that they can share everything from the highest highs to the lowest lows and that they will be loved, supported, held, and uplifted and rise above. Whew, it is powerful. And that's what my friend Amelia did with my baby blessing. She created a safe space for women to share their hearts. And so having someone who can create space, safe space for you helps a lot. And I want to encourage you to be that person for your friends. To start having Zoom meetings or conversations. Like, let's go a little deeper. Come up with five questions. Like, what are you hoping for when this is over? Where's your heart breaking right now? What are you celebrating at the moment? You know, you can just come up with a few questions and then have each person go around and share those things and your conversations will go even deeper. Or you could have a circle where you say, let's all have a celebration circle and we uplift one another. And you can just text anytime or once a week or once every other week, you get on there and you just have three minutes each of self-celebration. The way I do this with all my client groups is You say, I celebrate that. And you just keep saying it. I celebrate that I had this beautiful baby blessing. I celebrate that my class honored me. I celebrate that baby boy is healthy. I celebrate that I am feeling like such a goddess. I celebrate that yesterday I shared on social media that I was a total mess. I celebrate that I'm being vulnerable. I celebrate, go on and on. 
And the thing you want to make sure of, you can have a couple of celebrations that are about other people like your kids or grandkids. And a lot of women do that, right? I'm proud of someone else, but you want to come back and celebrate yourself. What is it about you that's making it so? And I'm seeing this in all my groups. Last night was the seventh of eight. Oh my gosh, it's almost over. Of Goddess on Purpose, which is my online class for women to once a week step into, discover who they are and their purpose. And it is such a joy. It's so much fun. I'm going to be offering all these programs again post-baby. So I'll tell you, Goddess on Purpose is eight weeks of you just like each week. One week is your inspiration and who inspires you and what inspiration you have to share with others. And one week is your joy and what that tells you about your purpose and being joyful. And one week is your superpowers. And each week we dress up for the calls based on the theme. And it's been so powerful. It's my first time running this. I will definitely be running this again in October, twice a year, actually. You can count on this for me. It's so incredible. And then Empowered, I run every January. And of course, you should go on Purpose Girl and send me a note if you want to be uh, notified when I'm going to be doing these. But my Goddess on Purpose class, we had the seventh call last night. And they've been all these different topics. And last night's was your purpose. And every single woman started sharing, I am here too. And she shared what she has discovered about herself, about her own purpose. One of the women who has a beautiful daughter with Down syndrome broke into tears saying, I'm here to encourage people to speak up for injustice and speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. And we were all crying and it was so beautiful. All the way to someone saying so adorably and joyfully and beautifully, I'm here to share love for everyone and for earth. And she is such an earth mama. It's so great. And so we were in tears and joy and laughing. And then a woman said, I've never been in such a safe place as this. I've never felt this safe with women where I could share all of me. And then I think two or three others echoed the same thing. And that's what the deeper, more meaningful conversation, the deeper, more meaningful connection can do for us. And so no matter where you are in life, if you're in the middle of coronavirus, really connect in. Who are the women that I do want to go deeper with? Or I do want to do something different with? And maybe it's the dance party. It's so much fun. Maybe it's the swamp party I told you about. Let's all just like dance out our anger and scream and hit pillows together. (laughs) It feels so good. Maybe it's you come up with the three questions like I mentioned. And there are so many. Just feel into your heart. What is it that I need support on right now? Or what is it that I want to bring? Or maybe you ask each woman, bring a quote that's meaningful for you and see where you go from there. Or you bring an oracle deck, like a a goddess deck. There are many out there where you pull a card each day or you pull a card whenever you want that gives you guidance. And maybe you get four friends together and you pull cards for each one of the women. And that's the basis of this deeper connection. Or maybe you're going through such a hard time and you need a woman to really hold you. And even if you can't be held physically because the person you want to hold you is long distance or because it's in the middle of COVID-19 and you're physically distancing, reaching out and saying, hey, will you hold me? 
And if you don't have anyone like that, that's why I create the communities that I do. And that's what I hear from woman after woman after woman is that they needed, after all of the women wounds, they needed a safe place. And so then join in, come to the Purpose Girls Facebook group. It's absolutely free. Send me a message on Instagram, on Facebook, or email. People are already signing up for programs post-baby so that they can have that support. If you're listening to this kind of in real time, I'll be starting up again in October 2020 and with Goddess on Purpose, and then in January 2021 with Empowered. And so let yourself have that support that is deeper and more meaningful so that you are more joyful and you are more inspired and you are using this time to be your most empowered, most purposeful, goddess on purpose, setting the world, setting yourself on fire. Because with everything going on in the world, there's so much impacting us personally every single moment that I would not be able to do the work I do. I would not be able to be as excited about my baby and as happy without this deep, meaningful, beautiful connection with women, even online. It is always what helps me rise. And then I need these women to help me get over my, my woman wound, right? Like it, it works both ways. And so from this purpose power tips, one, who would I like to have kind of a deeper connection with right now? Who can I? Number two, which of the tools that Karen offered could I bring? Would I like to bring? Maybe testing it with different people. Three, if you don't have that, then come join my online free group on Facebook. Come join one of my programs. Let's do this. Because what I see after coronavirus, in fact, and what I see after every challenging situation that every one of us has ever been through, is that we rise literally out of the ashes, out of the fire. Some people call it a phoenix. We rise as a goddess on purpose that uses the pain, uses the challenge to create something more beautiful and powerful in life. And we see so many examples of that. People who have taken their pain and turned it into purpose. People who have taken the difficult situation, they've turned that shit into fertilizer and grown a garden. And that's what we can do. So my love, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. My sister, my dear friend, girlfriend to girlfriend, head on over to PurposeGirl.com. Make sure you're on my newsletter list to find out when I am launching all these programs to connect with me personally, to share with me your own story. And please share this podcast with all the women you know. Make that your meaningful conversation. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like a book club, but over a podcast? Because that's how we change the world one woman at a time. And with that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself. And may you love life. Bye for now.